Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. But yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the things we love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smartass undies. Cheeky and comfy. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. It's April. My goodness, it is, isn't it? (laughs) Well, it didn't feel like it today when we went out for a walk. No, it was fucking freezing outside. It was really cold. The sun was nice, but it was, you know, like, you know when it's early spring still and it looks really nice and then you get out and that wind is so biting. We call it fool's spring in Canada here. Do we? Yeah, where you're like, oh, look, finally the winter's gone. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Here's six inches of snow. Yeah. We had a day where it started out super sunny and kind of nice. And then I think it was about seven or eight degrees. And then in the afternoon, the temperature just plummeted. And all of a sudden I looked outside and there was like a snow squall. It Mm. looked like a blizzard outside. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Welcome to Canada. We get all the weather in one day. It's awful. Yeah, That's okay. It'll be nice soon. It will be nice soon. I, that's what I keep thinking. Winter 2022 slash 2023 will be but a memory. I, although I have to tell you, like I've been, I've been on, like I've remembered trips and things that I've been on and it being the end of April and it's still snowing. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I remember it being March break and warmer than the summertime also. That's We've had those too. too. Yeah, no, I know. Crazy. It's Super, super unpredictable. Anyway, honestly, is this how old we're getting where we just, just talk, sit on the air and talk about the weather? We'll talk about the kids on our lawns next. 
Well, it's really not that far away. No, pretty from soon that. I'm gonna have to start cutting. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, no, I mean, it's what we're talking about today is a little bit close to, oh. the, to like the kids <laughs> oh, yeah. today. Nice right? segue. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, well done. Well done. Thank you. So we. Okay, I didn't begrudgingly start watching, but you... I most certainly did. (laughs) I love your slow blink, like, oh, God, kill me. (laughs) Here we go. Kill me now. Just watch one. It'll be fine. Five episodes later. (laughs) Okay, so I started watching season four of Love is Blind. How many seasons have I watched? I watched the first season. Two. Did I watch this? Oh, yeah, I did, because there was that douchebag in the second season. So did I I miss the third season? Then there's a whole other season in between that I haven't seen. I don't know. Seeing as this is season four. Did you watch season three? I don't think I did, because I only remember two classes of this (laughs) awful social experiment. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) And they put the... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then the professions, former tank mechanic. What? <laughs> the fuck is that? That's a fancy. That's a lot of words for unemployed. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I I will take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. I started watching it. I got about four episodes in. And I just like hearing what you think about things. And honestly, I do get tickled by the faces you make. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like there's one right now. Oh. And, you know... I also watched, and I, I didn't subject you to that. I would tell you about it. but You offered, and I was like, nope. Did I offer? Yeah. Like, did you want to watch that with yeah, me? You're like, no, like, thank you. Uh-uh, I'm good. So it, they, they have sort of like an all-star, also a Nick Lachey joint, by the way, called Perfect Match, where they just take the worst people from all the different shows, like Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, The Circle, The Mole, like all these shows. They, they must all be Netflix properties that they're pulling from are they uh they must be they must be anyways anyway, dating reality the, shows yeah but it's like the all-star the all-star version in, in the biggest of air quotes all stars yeah oh my god it's just oh and like a couple of the like high-end real estate shows like selling some oh, okay with, like, yeah yeah the re- real estate selling yeah. reality shows yeah. yeah 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 so and then they all it's so horrible like it's just i imagine so you know the best of the worst shows on television so i'm just um i was watching that and i finished that and then i started watching well this is the thing i got to the end of of perfect match and and you didn't ask yourself what I should i do ask, with the rest of my I, life no what should i watch next it just went right in <laughs> to love is blind season four and i was like okay i'll bite and it just got me thinking about how these shows are just playing fast and loose with these 20-somethings' emotions and pain thresholds and jealousy and confidence and self-esteem and with, the, like, the rest of their lives. And, like, I, I'm sure most people know what Love is Blind is. Like, essentially, you go, you get to know people for 10 days without seeing them, and then... Somebody proposes, if you like someone, and four weeks later, you are at the altar, getting and, ready to get married. this show, what was the, the, the ultimatum was the other one that they did, right? Yes, which where they Which swap. was, the, yeah, where they, sw- where one partner gives the other partner an ultimatum that they want to get married, mm-hmm. and they all get together, and they re- they shuffle around, and live with the new person for a while, then go back to their old person and decide, do they want to go ahead and has that person changed their mind? That one, blessedly, has only had one season, right? Oh, but they have them in different countries now. Like, I, I'm a little bit of a way into Ultimatum France. Oh, my God. 
But I think I think they have one for Brazil too. I think I think the point was that it was a little too too much squeaky for the monogamish monogamy crowd out there. Yeah, that it was a little bit too much. Yeah, a little because, bit. because these were established relationships, like yeah. in the in these like perfect match and love island and all that kind of stuff like theoretically they're all single when they start these they're shows. all theoretically, theoretically although it comes out later that some people some are of them not, are not but, you know. but anyways what, whatever but but, w- but what struck me about this particular show is which the one uh, the one that we're love, oh, is blind. love is blind yeah especially comparing like the first season and i guess the second season to this season is how they take advantage, the producers of the show take advantage of the circumstances that they put these people in. Mm-hmm. They effectively lock them in a warehouse uh-huh. for 10 days. Without devices. Without devices. It doesn't even look like there's any windows. Like, I swear to God, it looks like they go in for 10 days not having any idea whether it's day or night. Like, no concept No of concept time. of time. It's like being in a casino, right? They have <laughs> food. Food just shows up. Yep. The place is catered. Yep. Sometimes even takeout. There's little takeout boxes and stuff like yep, that. Yep, yep. And you're thrust with 14 other people of your gender. Mm-hmm. There's 15 of each. You you mentioned, you're like, this is, it's awfully heteronormative. Super heteronormative for one. Yeah. And, and also what ends up happening is you force these people into this scenario where they kind of feed off of each other's enthusiasm for the game. Mm-hmm. And then they put them in these pods where they have all sorts of amenities, Alcohol is plentiful. There's lots of snacks. Mm-hmm. So you have all these... You can as listen soon as, to music together. Yeah, can, and, yeah, which is new. They didn't have that in, in the first couple of seasons. Maybe they did, that. but they didn't talk about it. And so you have these things like, can you imagine what happens when somebody gets stressed? How many people are stress eaters out there, right? And oh, you yeah. put all these little snacks out there. Mm-hmm. You put this alcohol out there. You give them in the in the dorm areas. You never see their, where they sleep. So maybe they leave for sleeping. I don't know. But it looks, they've got a, a little gym in there. They've got a pool table. Mm-hmm. They've got social areas. But it doesn't look super big. It looks like they're no. still kind of on top of each other. It's almost like the other. most privacy they get is when they're in the pods right. speaking to another person, which also kind of drives people into wanting to go in. It's like, oh my God, I get away from these people. Mm -hmm. And they talk to this other person through a screen. It's unclear whether it's mic'd in or they can actually physically hear them directly through this light wall that's there. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like there's enough acoustic Mm -hmm. travel to Mm -hmm. go through there. And you basically, and I asked you this when we were watching the season, I'm like, do they they only get out once they say they're going to get engaged to somebody or is there like a defined end point and they just kind of they just kind of meter it out over the course of the first few well, I episodes think the way and there was kind of a, a a hint as to how it's done and because i watched it a second time with you i kind of have some theories i think there's a specific day that's like proposal day okay because when people get engaged they're dressed up like how would you know that if it's just random like where you just decide yeah hey i'm gonna i'm gonna propose to this person i think there's a proposal day okay and they show it sort of out of order so they 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 want to keep you hooked so like the most obvious couple they show you their engagement pretty early first, on. yeah and then it's like but you don't get to see them until you're engaged right and so once you see them then you chill out while everybody else does their reveals and then everybody goes to Mexico. And it's a massive but- amount of filming to record all these interactions <laughs> in all these different permutations of the 15 couples that are created. <laughs> all the, the shit footage you must have to go through. Like the poor editors, whatever they're paying them, it's not enough. 
Because in the end, in the end, in this particular season, only five couples made it out of the warehouse, the yeah, pods. But they, but they wouldn't edit. They wouldn't start editing until after the people are engaged. Like I don't like, and then they go, you know what? We can get rid of all of this because it doesn't matter. It's mm. it's 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 a cow's opinion. Like, well, it's but a, but well, I agree with you on that. There is also the point that you do need some footage of some of the people's because you don't want it to just you show. You want to give it away. You don't want to give it away what, who, which five couples are going to make it out no, or how many take, couples no, make it out. No, you but take, you take that couple's dates with other people. I guess. Yeah. I'm thinking I, of leopard print I think it's so guy. funny how like I think about when they're dressed up mm. and you think about the tech side of it. But it's a big, it's a big undertaking. It, it is. It is. But the thing is... I think the point that we're trying to that I wanted to get to with all of all of this today is it's not just on TV that our love lives and sex lives have been gamified. I'm watching it this time and like I think in theory the stakes seem really high. Like where you go, well, I'm going to marry this person. Yeah, and, they, and they talk about it like, you know, are you going to be with this person forever? Are you going to spend your life with this person or are you going to walk away from them? forever alone and you're just like okay like there's no way to find out who you are if i if we leave this place well not not even that it's just like it's so hard to get out of a marriage where you're like Mm. meh it's not that difficult well but again that heteronormative kind of conservative yeah it is conservative you get married and that's for life yeah and the way everybody you know the gravity that the the sort of artificial gravity that gets added to this yeah it's really the stakes. I mean, of course, you don't want to go through all that and going through a divorce. But sure. But the thing is, I mean, once you've been divorced once, it's like pfft, it's not a big deal. But <laughs> <laughs> I know the first one's always the hardest. I mean, I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. It just hurts right now. But the thing is, I'm watching it a second time with you. Is just kind of like you realize, like we started to notice things like this gamification, and I've been kind of thinking about this for a while like you just watch and you're like people are so anxious to be guinea pigs in this in these what are essentially uncontrolled social experiments but they're not emotionally ready no they're not and the psychology that's being used against them is overriding their abilities i think before we move on i just kind of want to define gamification a bit okay and for me when somebody gamifies something, it's using psychological triggers. Mm-hmm. Gambling is the one that is most often looked mm-hmm. towards. And applying those triggers to elicit a reaction in whatever it is. Whether it's Duolingo giving you points mm-hmm. for completing levels, right? Yeah. Or in the dating apps where you have the swiping left and right and and the kind of slot machine like Mm -hmm. where you hit it you hit the jackpot when you match somebody and it gives you all the kind of sound and visual triggers to Mm -hmm. make your brain go oh i like this i want to keep doing it it's it's little dopamine hits that you get and becomes mildly addicting sometimes not so mildly addicting as we can see when people have addictions to things like gambling where you could also be addicted to swiping and there's been I don't know how many documentaries and things that have talked about how this has changed the way we interact with people now because of the illusion perceived or real of choice that is provided unlimited choice that is presented towards you well and that that leads me to think about the the paradox of choice is so 
is so pervasive now. The paradox of choice being if you send somebody into a grocery store to get mustard and there's two different types, you pick the one you want and you leave. French is obviously. (laughs) Of course. But if you send somebody into a grocery store and there's 20 different types of mustard, they will leave with nothing and frustrated. Because they don't know what to do. They just can't narrow it. And this is, par- this is part of... The other reason I wanted to talk about this is because I'm talking to a lot of my friends at my age and a little bit older and a little bit younger. And they are all talking about how the dating scene is a dumpster fire. Right. And old, young, everybody is like, this is bullshit. Like, it's garbage. The loneliness of people across the lifespan... Mm is not getting better it's getting worse and we we thought that after covid it would be like the whoring 20s again and it was not mm. it's not people are very people are very cautious they're very and we're going to talk about some of the things that we're seeing set in their ways very you know hesitant to be with people people don't know how to act mm. anymore and there's a few things that have popped up recently that have made that even worse, I think, has just exacerbated the situation. And I honestly, maybe this is a sign of age too, but I honestly worry about people. I worry (laughs) about like, how are people going to bond? How are people, like from an anthropological standpoint, Mm. the pair bond is important. Yeah. Right? Whether that's a strictly monogamous pair bond or not, Mm. you know, people need some like a partner in whatever in whatever capacity whether that's a romantic friendship or you know but i think that people are are really lonely Mm -hmm. and all of these gamifications and these corporations that have co-opted our sex lives Mm -hmm. and love lives and profiting from it and profiting but don't don't give a fuck how lonely people are or how frustrating these things are because like you said we get addicted to the swipe. There are tons of people that talk about being on the apps for entertainment. Yeah. And no other no other reason. Which doesn't make the situation any better because you have a whole bunch of effective window shoppers. Right. That are that are breaking the system and frustrating the people that actually want to do it. Right. Yeah. And at the same time, because of the nature of our relationship, I get on the dating apps every once in a while, you get on the dating apps every once in a while, and I, I can tell you right now, it's so boring it's fun for about 10 minutes <laughs> and then not so much and then it's just like ugh. yeah it's just people are just burnt out mm. burnt out so let's go back to some of the things that we've noticed on love is blind so you were talking about they're in the pods for 10 days somebody proposes they meet each other right away they get whisked off to a week in mexico yeah to see if they're physically compatible which they get like a period of time in mexico where it's just the two of them and then the rest of the time in mexico where the whole group comes back together and so they get to actually see the other people that they maybe they were talking to well that's who they party with like they're not they're yeah not- yeah yeah. but it doesn't start like that they, they get a, a, a period of time where just the couples yeah. are just by them they're kind of sequestered yeah and then themselves. they start to socialize and then they start other. to socialize as and a couple some of the people start to see who they didn't choose yeah and Which is not an accident. They're obviously doing no, this. No, not an accident. They want to cause some kind of tension. But the thing is... The producers. What I'm noticing, the difference between season one and season four, there was like one situation 
where someone was still trying to mm-hmm. get the guy she wanted, Jessica. Maybe. And we were all appalled, right? We were just like, what are you doing? Like, you look like you look foolish. Mm-hmm. But now there's even more of that going on yeah. where people are like, actually, you know, can we just shuffle this? Like, And that, that's got to be a, a, a result of the fact that this show is popular and been around for a little while. Because I remember watching the first season of Survivor uh-huh. when Richard Hatch one survivor mm-hmm. and he's not a likely person he's not physically imposing he actually was quite overweight lost a lot of weight on survivor but he came up with the idea of forming alliances mm-hmm. and he created multiple parallel alliances with different people unbeknownst to each of those players mm-hmm. and at the end ended up winning it and you're like oh my god this guy's a criminal mastermind right <laughs> But like 20 odd seasons later in Survivor, the idea of an alliance is like, it's just what you do. In every kind of reality show that pits you against the other contestants, alliances are are just a given. And And I think in Love is Blind, there's also that people are realizing like okay here because the first season they had no idea necessarily that they were going to go on a holiday and then they were going to live together and then but now they know the format so it's like if I can get out of the pods. Right. Then I can, get, I can I can get my free trip. I can get my free trip, and then maybe I can, you know, if I didn't make it with this person, then yeah. maybe I can get them at this point and whatever, right? Yeah, they they start to it starts to be more about strategy mm-hmm. than actually, and that's what Perfect Match was. Yeah, when I was watching it, you had a couple of people who were there in earnest to actually find a match, and they did horribly in the game because it was the people that had the strategy and tried to figure out how to get to the end and also make it look like whoever they were with mm. was their perfect match. Was their actual person. And yeah. because, you know, at the end, like people voted. Right. And here's a little spoiler alert for everybody. I don't know how many people are going to watch Perfect Match, but like none of the couples that were at the end are still together. <laughs> I looked them up. As soon as I was done, I was like, all right, who's still together? Who's still together? None. And none of them. None of them. And one of the couples were engaged. Oh, Wow. Was that a requirement? Nope. But I think they did that to try and win. Ah, uh, okay. Because if they if they weren't doing that to try and win, the producers would have told them, don't say anything until after the vote. Right. But they told everybody before the vote that they were engaged. Mm. And then you look it up later and it's like, so-and-so has called off their engagement. And it makes you so like jaded where you just don't believe any of it. And it's so hard. It's so hard like... <sighs> It's got to be so difficult for the people inside because it's already it's already difficult to discern what it is people really want. Yeah. Because people won't tell you what they really want. They'll tell you what you want to hear. Well, okay, that's interesting that you say that because in the first season of Love is Blind of Love is Blind, everybody seemed See, I'm talking about perfect match. No, I know, but okay. everybody seemed to be very they all they knew that this was an experiment and they were like i've tried all these other ways to date why not see if love is blind right and now and i don't know and maybe i'm jumping ahead here but i don't know if this is because people are more broken now this obviously there we were seeing footage of them like you know waiters wearing masks and stuff so this is during covid late stage of the covid pandemic something like that but i don't know if people are just more broken now 
But there was a lot more emotion, especially from the men yes. on this on this sh- uh, this season than I remember in the previous season. Yeah, and this is this. I think it's. Let's jump into that because I, I think that was a major shift when we look at late stage COVID and how people coming out from being isolated and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's very different. It didn't really occur to me until we were watching this that as people in our 40s and 50s, our formative dating years are far behind us. Mm -hmm. So for us to be like, all right, well, I guess we're coming back out again. And it's easy for us. We're already coupled up. We're all friended up, right? Mm -hmm. In the monogamous sense for people like that. But I didn't think about what it would be like for people in their early to mid 20s, right up until their mid 30s, that loss of three years, what that would mean Mm. from an emotional standpoint, from a physical standpoint, like biological standpoint. Right. That's a big three years. Could be. Yeah. In that space. Yeah. And all of that time of emotional maturity and you know, figuring out who you are and having that confidence and all that kind of stuff. That that's all of that looks like it's taken a big hit. Yeah. And what I'm noticing with this group, as opposed to say the first season, like you were saying, people are way more terrified of being vulnerable, yeah. of being rejected, of hurting another person. Like they're very like, uh, like just really, really fragile emotionally fragile and and don't get me wrong i'm happy i I think i mentioned to you too and there's a there's a a nice mixture there's a nice diversity within the groups even though they're like heteronormative groups but there's a lot of diversity with the women and the men and at one point there's three african-american men sitting together talking about their feelings and one of them actually says like this is a big deal. People that look like us don't do no, this. No, no. And the language that some of these guys are using, they, there's a lot more people who have been to therapy in this group than in previous seasons. Just by the language they use when they're talking about their wants and needs and desires and, and their yeah. feelings. And right? not even and, and maybe not even like, you know, formal therapy, just reading some stuff mm-hmm. or delving into uh, you know a few things identifying feelings and emotions it it is great but at the same time it's really difficult to watch these men be so upset some of these guys are sobbing and i don't yes. think it's crocodile tears no, no, but no, i no. think it's genuine emotion absolutely like and they are overwrought with what is going on yes a choice they're making or whatever it is right yeah and 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 yeah. it, it's weird that it's remarkable, but it is remarkable. And on one hand, it's like, yay, emotions. And on the other hand, it's like, there's so much emotion yeah. that they don't know. And not just the men, the women too. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to deal they with have an rejection. They don't know how to, And I heard a quote yesterday that I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Rejection is just a chisel or perfection mm. or it's like not everybody is for you yeah and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you but so many you you were talking about like i think there's still that same feeling that people are coming to this because they're tired of dating apps they're tired of hookup culture and i think if people in in their 20s and 30s are sick of hookup culture 
then let's move on mm -hmm. from there. Mm -hmm. Let's move from there. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for casual sex or recreational sex for everyone that wants that. But I think that the emotional vacuum that is hookup culture mm. has, because you can, you can have a one night stand with somebody and still care about them as a person. I think so. And I think hookup culture is the absence of that, right. of actually giving a fuck right. who anybody is or what their feelings are or their humanity or anything like that. And I think a lot of people are, are feeling like, I'm so tired of this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so tired of being treated like, I don't mean to be super crass, but a couple of holes <laughs> to stick stuff in, right? And so I think a lot of people are coming to this and also people that are tired of being judged for what they look like right? or where they came from or what kind of education they have or don't have. Like there's one woman who remarks that, you know, on the outside, I would have passed over this guy mm -hmm. because he didn't have a college degree, but he found a different path and wound up as a design director for Nike. Yeah. Without a college degree. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of a new thing too, where people are finding their own paths with or without college. Yeah, career success isn't necessarily defined by what school, what post-secondary institution you went to. Yeah, exactly. Anymore. I mean, in some fields, obviously, yes. In some fields, But yes. it's not the only indicator. No. And that level of emotional maturity that you see so many people on the show display really amplifies the emotional immaturity that some of the contestants have. Some of that mean girl shit that's going on. Oh my God, it's awful. And how people ignore red flags mm -hmm. in other people and go, I I just know you. I know your heart is amazing. And we're all out here going, no, it isn't. No, what are you, what's wrong with they're you? They're horrible people. Bro. So it's like everybody, they're like babes in the woods trying to find their way through wow. again. And they've, they've put them under this incredibly stressful situation by locking them in that box for 10 days. Yeah. That just kind of exacerbates and accelerates everything. Yes, yes. And I think you're right. I think there is some, on some level, it's like, I just want to find anybody so that I can... You don't want to be a loser that went on the show <laughs> and then gets cut. You're only seen in the group scenes because you made no meaningful connections. I'm in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you remarked that some of the people that you see talking to who end up being the 10 people mm -hmm. that make it out, you're like, they must be plants or something. Honestly, like, I feel like there's a, a couple of producers on either side that get planted in the living quarters to grill some of the contestants about and force them to talk about certain connections knowing that their potential competition for that person is sitting eight feet away yeah, on another yeah, couch yeah. like it's it just seems you know it just seems so like how was your date today did you have another date today how was this one how was that one what do you think i think you're totally his match and and he needs to see that it's like you see this intelligent articulate person who you've never seen before talking to one of these contestants and you're like if you're so articulate and intelligent why aren't you matching with anybody yeah why are you not a storyline where are your scenes i know i yeah. know i would love to know i would so love to know it's, that it's a little bit crazy so i wanted to just talk about some of the things that have been in my opinion, or th things that I've seen that are contributing to this sort of dating app or dating in general disaster. Okay. And I mean, the dating apps kind of just go without saying, like they're just, they're just awful places to be. 
and I'm hearing some of the worst nightmare scenarios on my TikTok algorithm. Mm. I don't like the way my algorithm is is shaping up these days. You're going to have to retrain it. I'm going to have to retrain it and go back to like, I'm going to have to find my way back to like lesbian TikTok because it's way more fun. (laughs) I was there for a while. Thirsty, but but fun. Oh yeah, totally thirsty, but but totally fun. And this algorithm, the side of TikTok that I've tripped into is literally just horrible dates, whether it's her telling the story after it or her taking a video during like you saw the one where it's like when i finally give the nice guy the nice guy a good chance please go ahead and listen to our episode on air bunny nice guys to see how that goes and just like horrible and then you know dimitri (laughs) this is dimitri this is dimitri calling (laughs) you have until 4 p.m that's on our Things we love page. I, I put uh, I put yeah. that up for for the last episode, the nice guys episode. If you want to understand what big Dimitri energy is, <laughs> so it can really warp your brain. Yeah. If all you're watching all day is stories, date stories about horrible men. Yeah. Or little clips of horrible men with microphones, <laughs> like it's really really difficult to start to be like, no, like there's they're not all like that. And I know they're not all like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that. You're not like that. I know a lot of nice men. Maybe a, not a lot of nice men. Yeah, I know so, a lot of nice men. Yeah. I know some nice men. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The other thing, do you have, I mean, you don't, you don't have TikTok. You just watch what I curate. I don't have, you are my TikTok algorithm. But haven't you noticed that most of my saved TikToks these days are about shitty men? Yeah, and I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that you have been delving into the, do we know, are we dating the same guy Facebook groups? Okay, well, that has nothing to do with TikTok, but... You, you don't know that it doesn't have anything well, to do with okay. TikTok. Well, okay, so yeah, so there's these new groups that have been popping up on Facebook called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? And they're geographical mm-hmm. like just different which areas makes sense. which makes sense and i mean i'm not looking for you like i'm not looking to see if anybody's uploaded your photo on there and like I, think, I would be curious if somebody uploaded my photo on there yeah and the rules are very very strict like you can't say anybody know this narcissistic abuser like you're not allowed to say that you're alleged <laughs> narcissistic abuser you have to like just basically put up like any most people just put any tea and then just like the little cup of coffee mm-hmm. emoji that is up there and then and then people weigh in are they and like say, dating profile pictures yes. and stuff like that so like you can see that it's a tinder or bumble yes. or hinge profile or something like some that. of them are some of them are like you know it's just somebody's husband or somebody's boyfriend or whatever <laughs> yeah and there have been women that are like snitching like they'll really? tell the guy yeah they'll tell the guy so then they get kicked out of the groups oh wait a minute so they got like some honey pots in there yes Ooh. Yeah, it's bad. Oof. It's it you know what? If you join one of these groups, like grab your popcorn, because it's it's just like, oh. And I've seen people put up arrest records and Jeez. oh yeah, like criminal records Ugh. and warrants and all and I'm like, how are you getting all this stuff? Yeah. But it it can really it can really warp you if you're if you're reading all these and I've seen guys that I've seen on the apps. I'm like, I've seen that guy. I've oh, yeah? That guy. Oh, yeah. I've seen that guy. I've seen that guy. You chime in? 
No, because I didn't you date any experience, of them. You have experience, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I didn't date any of them. Mm. But they'll say things like, oh, yeah, I matched with him and he sent me a dick pic right away or something weird like that. Like people will say stuff like that. Or they'll say, you know, he'll love bomb and then disappear and then come back. And, you know, it's worse than ghosting, mm. right? But again, that even feels like a game. Right? Like where you go on and you're like, who am I going to see today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a scratch off lottery ticket and or it something. And it just doesn't even seem real anymore. And I think the dehumanizing effect of all of this gamification is changing our brains and the way we think of people. And when you are using those apps or when you're do- like, I really believe that we need to, as a group, reject these apps and take our love lives back and take our sex lives back well it's appealing to the most primitive part of our biological makeup one of the things that set humans apart from or pre-humans from the other animals at that time was our ability to categorize things Mm -hmm. dangerous not dangerous food not food whatever (laughs) right mate not mate right and it's using that that ability to categorize people yes no yes no yes no yes no but the reality is in a modern world there's more to selecting a mate yes than just a visual cue right whether it's subtle or subconscious visual cues Mm -hmm. there there's a lot more that goes into it other than just you know four or five pictures and the female pictures that tend to be more revealing and show more sexual characteristics mm-hmm. where and the men's side of things where it's still common to see pictures of guys holding dead fish and stuff <laughs> appealing to the hunter aspect right mm-hmm. of it like it's funny if you look at it you can see exactly what all that is it's like yeah. here are all my feminine characteristics that will make me a good mother of your children right right and then here's all the things that make me a good provider right. for the family that we're going to have together right right meanwhile you know you're connor in 21 you know with a six-pack holding a fish and you're like that's not connor has no no plans to do that yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he just wants to get his dick wet that's that's right. all yeah. that's that's it right yeah yeah but it's still we're still tapping into that psychology of right of our our brains right but this and this is the thing is that for women it's a very dangerous way to find a mate because we give them a certain access to us before we get a sense of who they really Mm -hmm. are and a lot of times you don't realize who they are until you meet them and sometimes not even then right we we you know because people are more sophisticated now they know exactly what they need to to show you mm-hmm. in order to make you feel kind of comfortable or whatever and so it becomes it becomes a dangerous practice so then what made our situation meeting on a dating app different than What's going on? We lived in areas that were far enough apart that we never would have come in contact with each other normally, like, in, you know, random coming across each other's past or something like that. We didn't have any of those things to get a sense of who the other person was. We used all of the things that the dating apps are exploiting to make the match and communicate and then go out on a date. And all these years later... Mm-hmm. Here we are. Almost six. Almost six years later, like almost like in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. six years. 
and here we are. Yeah. We've had this conversation a million times and we can't come up with a good answer. No, I, I know. I mean, so it must work. It works in some small percentage it, of cases. It does, but it does like, work. But like sending unsolicited dick pics, it must work sometime. It works enough to keep people on it. Right. That's the thing. And it must be like that with dating apps just in general, right? Well, and then again, the problem becomes, I think because you and I were older, Mm-hmm. And when we did meet, everything kind of clicked. And then it was like, all right, and heal. But I think what happens when you're younger and you don't understand how everything works and what it's like when you meet someone that is actually a good match for you, they keep re-upping and re-upping and re-upping and re-upping and thinking, I remember you saying early on, there's not another you just around the corner. Mm. But I think a lot of people do feel like that. Where they think, well... This person's pretty good, but there's somebody but who's going to be better. there's somebody better out there for me. And, you know, not to sound old as fuck, but when we were growing up, we didn't have that. It was basically who was in your high school. Pretty who much. Was in your, who was in your in your If you went to university or something like that, yeah. It, who was in your town or wherever you lived. And that, w- that was it. Or those, the job you ended up getting, maybe yeah, in the workplace. Those, those, were, those were your choices. Mm-hmm. Now you literally have the entire planet yeah. at your disposal. Right, really? If yeah, you, I have people. I look with the distance rating of like eight thousand kilometers away. It's like you were nowhere near me, but yet the algorithm somehow fed you to me. Right? Yeah, why? Why? And and this is the thing. You you know the algorithm is choosing who you see. Yeah. You're not seeing everybody. Like you're not. No, you're not. And and the thing is, it's become so that you can't meet someone organically. I remember. Five, six years ago, the first Uber driver I ever had said that to me, that, you know, he saw this woman at a cafe and he approached her to say hello and one, and she looked at him like he had six heads. Like, why are you approaching me in real life? Like, what's wrong with you? Take your turn and swipe on me like everybody else. Yeah. Like, it's like, here's my Insta. Mm. And it's like, that's fucked up. Like, that's fucked up that we think that, you know? And because we've been dealing with the visual, we have this shopping list of what we think we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. And then whoever falls outside of that is immediately disqualified. Right. And I always talk about how I don't have a type. You don't agree, but... Uh, Yes, you do. But I think the type is, you know, there has to be something... Roman knows that's the type. (laughs) No, but I think that it just it reinforces that shopping list. Mm -hmm. And anybody who falls outside of that is never going to get a shot at you. So do you think the difference is is that too often people are dating with a specific goal in mind? A specific goal and a specific list. Rather than just getting to know somebody and see what happens from there. Yes, and the dating apps make that very, very difficult for people to just, well, let's just see. Let's just see. You know, to see someone out in the wild and see how they behave how they carry themselves how they you know what their smile is like what their manner is like you're not going to get that until you are already in it Mm -hmm. right and yeah you have to get by those those first few hurdles of matching and communicating. and if you don't have the look that somebody is in their mind thinks they're after you're going to be or you can't be witty enough to be filtered through all the other options that are right, that are being right. presented. Yeah. If you know, if you're a little bit on the shy side or you mm-hmm. don't you don't photograph well or 
you don't know how to construct a proper bio like you're i mean those are all just new problems for things that always existed because if you were to go out in public and go to a bar mm-hmm. and you look sloppily put together yeah. that's the same as having a shitty bio and bad photos on a dating app right yeah. no you're probably right about that but at the same time i think there's a lot of people that you know i think that a lot of people would look and i say this with all the love in the world I think that people would look at your dating app bio and think, it's kind of dorky. Yeah, but I'm a dork. I know. <laughs> I know, but I don't but I don't think people have a would get a good sense of well, But that's how, only one part of me though, right? I know, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like nobody's going to understand that. The problem is is that the profiles are so one-dimensional and it doesn't matter how many prompts the apps put and, up and there. And they're generating more Tinder just put out not that long ago a hundred they now have relationship type in tinder that they didn't and they didn't have that before oh really yeah you can put enm non-monogamous monogamy like there's all poly there's all these different things because they're trying to tune the algorithm better right oh to like to match people with what they yeah 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 because because your score on these apps and your score is determined by the number of people that swipe right on you versus swipe left on you. Okay. The more people that swipe right on you, the higher in the deck you will land when somebody opens up their app in, a, in that in that geographical area I see. that where all the criteria match up, mm-hmm. the higher you'll get in there. So I like see. I know Bumble specifically will do that, or if it's been a while since I've been in the app, the first, I don't know, dozen or so are going to be objectively very beautiful women Mm -hmm. and what it's doing is like these people are very popular everybody you know people that in your demographic are swiping on these so we're going to present you Mm -hmm. with this greatest hits list to get and so you're like oh my god bumble's amazing and then you swipe through that and then it goes back to just whatever the randomness is that's there and then you get kind of disillusioned with it or worse you run out of likes and then it's like well now you got to pay if you want to unlock and see more of this kind of stuff Right. right yeah and that's the other thing too is that it's not the same for men and women. No, I see all these hidden, blurred out profiles that have theoretically matched with me. And the only way I can get to them is by paying some money mm-hmm. to unlock whatever the plus premium version of it is. Or detective, the profile pictures I see as I go along to see if it matches the blurry one mm-hmm. and take a chance and, and swipe on it to see if I unlock I it. When I go into my matches, I get to see all of the nice little comments that people have written on my photos. Ooh. Yeah. And then I can like touch those and they'll show me those people. Which is a nice feature because I started doing that on Bumble. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's a way to like stand out. And mm-hmm. it gives you like five of them. And then it's like, hey, you want to keep doing this? You can unlock it for X number of dollars mm. for 55 profile comments or oh, whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get so many a day? No, you just get so many. Oh, period? They released that feature and kept prompting you, hey, you know, like, you see these, they put a little speech bubble, this is Bumble specifically, they put a little speech bubble on on photos, and it's like, and then it was like, hey, you know, if you tap that speech bubble icon, you'll be able to, you know, you'll oh. be able to leave a comment. And I was like, all right, cool. So I did it for a few profiles, and then it was like, and then I went to go do it on another one, and it was like, nope, you're all done. That was your... <laughs> Your first taste was free. Now, wow. now pay us money for They're all like this. Drug dealers. They really are. They really are. We were talking about this today, and I wanted to kind of circle back oh, okay. to Love is Blind. But what we're noticing now, because now they're at the stage where they've left Mexico, and 
they have these condos that they put them all up in. Same thing, so that they can send them all to a common area mm-hmm. and uh, and socialize. But now they have to live together. Yes, for three weeks before they get married and meet each other's families. They're working and, again. They have their devices. Yeah. Which like, is another interesting thing where it's like a lot of them are working from home now. Right. So it's like, well, I'm going to be working from home 100% of the time. What about you? Oh, 75% of the time. Oh, so we're basically going to be in here together. And there are these couples that have done all this work to find someone perfect for them. But then when they get to real life, they're so picky it's almost like they're trying to sabotage it yeah and it's crazy like and i think in a couple of instances it's just exposing that they've made the wrong choice yes but there's this one couple where i believe they are genuine right and they're a love like they're lovely together she'll say something like like this guy is a year younger than her. So she's one of the older women on the show. She was 36. Okay. He's 35. <laughs> I'm trying to work out who it is in my head that it's, you're talking about. Okay, Tiffany and Brett. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's the he's the Nike yep. design director guy, yep. okay? Handsome dude, in shape, has a great job. Poured his heart out to Tiffany. Poured his heart out to her. And she fell asleep during it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was <laughs> Yeah, she, she she was drunk. She she, she was sipping tequila. She was sipping tequila. It was on the it was on the table, oh, she and she had a little shot glass next to her. Okay. Yeah, she got hammered. Anyways, so they're a beautiful match. Mm-hmm. He's everything she could ever want, and she actually says on camera, "I love this man," but when he steps out of the shower, he gets water on the floor, and that's like just like one of my pet peeves. I need my I need I need my bathroom to be clean. Put a bath mat down. Problem yeah, like, solved. I was just like, are you really saying this to everyone? I know. And and I said, it's just water. And he said the same thing. It's just water, babe. I wonder I wonder if and this is where 90 Day gets us with this creative editing all the time. I wonder if if they prompted her and said like, what is the most ridiculous thing that that this guy does? It's the smallest thing, and then they've the way they've edited, edited it makes it, it sound like she's nitpicking, but really it's just like, can you believe all these these crazy little things? Like, like I and this is what you don't know, like Maybe, the manipulate, yeah. like they're manipulating the contestants and also manipulating the audience in the way they do the previews that and the coming true, up yeah, and all that no, kind that of stuff. True. And then there's another girl who she does live in a bachelor apartment, or in this case, a bachelorette apartment, <laughs> and all of her appliances and stuff they're all pink anything that could be pink she's got it in pink pink. which is actually cute because the apartment is basically gray yeah so everything's pink and as somebody who also has pink accents in her family room i feel it do you have a pink toaster and a pink a pink soda if i could have a pink toaster i would (laughs) and pink water bottles and a pink blender (laughs) i mean it's cute i don't know but this guy comes in and he's just like what's with all the pink and it sounds so judgy and shitty. And like without a, you know, it's like, what color, what color is your toaster? <laughs> and then oh, wait, is it your mama's toaster? Okay. All right. <laughs> and then, and then, they, then they have this little dog in that apartment. And I'm like, is this dog here all by itself normally? Like you just came to go pick up a water bottle and went, oh yeah, I have a dog. Like- I have a dog. Yeah. Who's babysitting the dog? That's, that's my thought too. It's like, but you know, you spend all of this time and all of this emotional bandwidth to find somebody that is for you. 
And, and then water on the bathroom floor is going to be what does that's it? That's going to be your deal breaker. Like, really? Yeah. And then, and then these same two, this chick with the, you know, with the pink toaster, they're having this like negotiation about chores. Oh, is that the dishwasher dishes yeah. thing? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, she's like, okay, where do the dishes go? Do they go on the counter? Do they go in the sink? Do they go in the dishwasher? Like, where do they go? There's only one right answer, in the dishwasher. And he's like, um, well, like, baseline in the sink. And she was like, seriously? Like, 80% of the time, sink. 20% of the time, counter. I'm like, where's the dishwasher in all of this? <laughs> but it's just, it's so... I We're watching this going, what is happening? I mean, at least they're talking about domestic duties. I mean, I guess that's something. But answer better, dude. Well, I just find it... Your take on that was that he was basically low-key telling her, I won't load the dishwasher. If you want the dishes in the dishwasher, as far as I'm doing is a sink, it's up to you to get them yeah, in the Yeah, you're sink either the washing dishwasher. the dishes in the sink or you're putting them in the dishwasher. Yeah. I'm only willing to do this. And as far as I'm concerned, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. You managed to put all the dishes in the dishwasher. 100% of the time. And I managed to put all the dishes in the dishwasher. Why is that? That's not even a negotiation. Yeah. I mean, some people are better at dishwasher loading than others, but you're never going to get better if you don't try. Listen, here's the thing. I don't try to get better around you. I just hand them to you and go, here, love, you're better at this than I am. (laughs) And I say that with all the love in the world. You are better at loading dishwashers than I am. And that's fine. How did we get here? I don't know. We're talking about the, the, this negotiation about, right, about but then, chores. So, but this is the thing is that they're certainly not talking to each other like people that actually love each other. It's still kind of in the roommate yeah. stage of things. And, and that makes sense because they've only known each other. Even though it's accelerated, they still have only known each other in... You can count it in days, not months, but it's right? But it's just really interesting to see... Is it COVID that's done that? Is it upbringing that's done that? Is it... And nobody cooks also, by the way. Yeah. Like every single person, every meal they have is takeout. Well, except for that one couple where he made that really nice oh breakfast. Oh my God. And you you mocked him too, where he said... where She's like, tell me something about you. And he's like, well, I cook. And you're like, oh, so you have like basic skills to actually live. Yeah, and yeah, like exactly. Like you need to put food in your belly. It can't be raw all the time. Like good job, you. Yeah, but 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 then like he cooks. Yeah, he like did. he made pancakes from scratch with like macerated fruit, and he had confectioner's sugar. Yeah, he brought it out, and then he like he shook some confectioner sugar on the pancakes. And, yeah, like yeah. He, and he it looked like he made sausages and all kinds of shit. He went to the market early in the morning and had that shit ready for when. Yeah. The, Whenever she decided to roll out of bed. But that's the only time we've seen anybody yeah. actually use dishes and make food. But I, it, it just, it's really interesting to watch where it's like, you want this thing, you want this thing, you want this thing, except everybody is so set in their ways and so particular. There's no wiggle room. Mm. I can't even imagine debating about, debating with you about where dishes go, negotiating with you where dishes go. It's bizarre. I mean, maybe if we met on a show like that, we would have those conversations, but it was never... And I don't know if it's an age thing where, you know, you have children, I have children. We both come from that space where you just do shit because... I think that's part of it. I think there is a, a, a mindset shift when you are responsible 
for another human being like to keep them alive to keep them alive and yeah okay pets are responsibility as well but it's it's not the same as a as a as a human no one no one's charging you with murder if right dog, it's not it's dies. not it's not the same but i think when you when you understand that there are just things that are going to need to be done that aren't because of you then it becomes different, right? Yeah, like yeah. when I'm at your house and all these people have their own house or apartments or whatever, like they yeah. all live on their own. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they don't have to clean up after themselves, Yeah, but they don't have to clean up after anybody else. Like they right, don't have to right. worry about what somebody else does sure. that impacts them. Do you remember, I think it was season two and they came back to the one guy's apartment to pick up some stuff and there was still a shit in the toilet yeah. from before he left to go to tape the show. I think it was season one, actually. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but I remember that. And you're like, bro, has that been in there for like three weeks? Can you even imagine? No, I can't, I can't imagine. Just, you know what? Get a new toilet. Don't even bother. <laughs> Just sever it. Just don't even bother. Don't even bother. <laughs> what? <laughs> The look on your face is so good. Could you imagine? Like, you would be able to smell that as soon as you open the door. Dude, if one of my kids doesn't flush the toilet and I'm at your house for a couple days and I come back into my house, I know immediately what's happened. Did really? Did that? Does that? Sometimes happen? they pee and they don't. They don't flush it right. But like, pee for a couple of days. I can't even imagine a shit for three weeks. <laughs> and it was like in Atlanta or some shit. Like it was hot. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> Just tear out the toilet. Just, you know what? Put a new Time one. to do a renovation. <laughs> Turn that bathroom into a kitchen or something. I don't know. You don't need that toilet anymore. No. You have, like, you have two kitchens now. You have two kitchens. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. That's, you know what? Money-making concept. Hear me out dating show like this uh-huh. combined with a home renovation Ooh, show so go. now you have a couple and it's like we got to move into we got to move into judy's studio apartment judy well i don't know i'm just making up names all and right it's like but but there's no room for ronald so we're gonna <laughs> so here are our judy concepts and yeah like a love it or list it slash oh uh, my god That's you know so love is blind sort uh-huh. of thing no okay. so it's it's interesting to see like we're not finished the episode we're not finished the season yet so i don't know how it's going to work out but but it's just been interesting to watch how people are behaving mm. even after they they've said they want someone to share their life with except they're so reticent to share anything they're just like no this is what i do and i don't like water on the floor so meh. but where do you see all of this going like where do you see obviously dating shows are getting more and more ridiculous like i think the ultimatum i think you're right that's kind of bumped up against some invisible boundary that everybody has where they're like mm, not I, cool i thought like, so less cool i thought so and then milf manor came out and oh, i fuck. was like okay i guess we're back in it again like you're right. Milf Manor is probably, probably the pinnacle slash the lowest it's so, <laughs> point of it's reality so dating. It's so icky. Yeah. And we haven't watched the end of that. Well, it yeah, it's still it's still going. That's why it's about to. It's wrapping up soon, though. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> so okay, thirty thousand foot view. Where's yeah, all of this where, going? Like, do you see people turning away on mass from all of this? Or no. Or, or is humanity just doomed as we know it? Also, no. 
but m- more column B than column A. That's awful. Well, look, this is the way it is. All of these things are going to have the potential for success. Online dating, reality shows, they all have some small percentage of success. It's whether or not we are going to accept the large percentage of failure as worth it for the access and the extra ability to meet people that we get using this kind of technology. And just like, it doesn't matter what it is, porn is always going to push the envelope and create new and wild types of videos to keep people entertained. Why do we talk about porn? Well, because we watched that Money Shot documentary. Oh my God, that was so depressing. Oh my God. It was not great. No. The world is a dumpster fire. And and <laughs> all the all and the it's porn. it's our fault. And if you watch porn online and you don't pay for it, you're all, just like B and I, part of the problem. Because <laughs> we're guilty of watching the same shit, right? It's always going to push an envelope because... When something becomes familiar, it becomes stale. Right. So it's always going to innovate to create some kind of novelty to drive an engagement. And ultimately, it doesn't matter whether it's Netflix, reality documentary shows, or online porn sites, or social media sites. You are the product in all of that. Yeah. And it's going to do the companies that... that run these things are ultimately going to do whatever is necessary to keep you coming back to that particular product, whatever it might be. And this is where I think we have a differing view because I, and I've never thought about myself as an optimist. You are not an optimist. (laughs) No. Realist, realist at best. Okay. But I... Borderline pessimist. But I do believe that there will be, and I think we're approaching it, this tipping point where people are like, no, I, we, we, we know the jig is up. We know what's going on. It sucks. It's hurtful. It feels like shit. And we need to do something else. Yeah, we're going to do it again in about 25 minutes. That's what's going to happen. I don't know. I just, I feel like as more space comes between us and the pandemic... I think that there's going to be like a renaissance of organic dating. And I, th- I think that, and I challenge people to get off of there, get off of there and go out and do things that you like to do and meet people. I don't know. Like we're going to this takeover thing. In Miami next and month. And I'm hopeful because it's like meeting people and you have some time to get to know them. Mm-hmm. And see if there's aligning views or chemistry or, or attraction yeah, yeah. or whatever connection and have a great time. I'm actually really excited about that because the apps have been a huge disappointment. Yeah, even in specifically the apps meant for non-traditional connections yes. like field. People are flaky as fuck. It's not you get you make a match, you get four or five lines of conversation, try to make plans and then just nothing. Yeah, and and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 frustrating. It's frustrating and annoying, and it's a time suck. And I don't have time for that. However, it's going to this hotel takeover where there's a hundred other couples. Yeah, yeah. Is is like, you know, chances are there's somebody we're gonna vibe with. Mm-hmm. 
And at the very least, spending time with like-minded people yeah. and talking about experiences and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and socializing, I think, is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. And it's a sexually charged environment and... You know, we enjoy that kind of environment mm-hmm. and and just see what that's like. And I'm seeing, I think I mentioned this before when we were talking about nice guys and stuff like that, but there's a lot of local like speed dating. Yeah, you're saying back. it's like it's coming back. Yeah. And it's almost like we're starting to take steps backwards to when people would just meet mm-hmm. and have cute stories about how they met each other. Yeah, because I guess speed dating is kind of the analog to dating apps in the real world. Yeah. Because you're basically swiping left and right on people in a short period of time. But at the very least, you get to sit in front of somebody and talk to them. And everybody's talking about energy these days, Mm -hmm. right? Everything's about energy and getting a vibe from somebody. Whether And they may not be physically completely your type, but there's just something about mm-hmm. them. And I think that's and I think that's what's missing. And when you asked earlier, like, what was it about us? I think like you were on a business trip and mm-hmm. so we were forced to text. Yeah. For We would have met a lot sooner if, if I'd been in the province. Yes. But we texted for about two weeks mm-hmm. before we met each other. And we texted so much, we went deep mm-hmm. with some of our conversations. And at my request, we didn't talk on the phone. We didn't do video. Like, we didn't do FaceTiming or anything like that. But I got a real sense of who you were from our conversations, our text conversations. Mm -hmm. And so when we met, it was just a question of, do I have chemistry with this person? Am I attracted to this person in real life? Because from an intellectual point of view, I was already intrigued by you. I already liked you. It was just like, let's see what happens. And so when you're able to sit in front of somebody and be like, maybe they're not 100% my physical type, but there's just, that's what I like, finding something. Mm-hmm. There's just that that something about someone where you're just like, I don't know, there's just something about them that I like. And then the other things, your your shopping list becomes immaterial. Yeah, yeah. And then it's about aligning what you want or what what someone else wants And I think that's one thing that I think Love is Blind is good for. And a couple of them remark on it is that everyone is there to find a spouse. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, everyone's there because they're, quote unquote, ready to get married. The goals are all aligned. Yeah. It's not like, oh, did you still want to see other people or are we just casual or what's going on? It's pretty much, nope, this is you're here to find someone, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be multiple someones, but... It it might be. Or you might be, like, incapable of making a proper decision. But we're taking three and a half billion of that type and narrowing it down to 15. Yeah. (laughs) So take a bottle of mustard home with you. Take a bottle of mustard home. (laughs) I love that. That's that's a great way to... That's it. I think that's, that's a great place to leave it. Find your mustard. Find your mustard. I'm interested to hear what people think about this. Like, yeah. where do you think this is going, dear listeners? Like, where do you see it going? I really think at some point we're going to have to do something about our loneliness epidemic mm. because it's it's hitting critical mass, yeah, I think. Yeah, this isn't it. No. There's a lot of lonely people out there, and I just want everyone to be happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody should have, if they want another person, should have another person. There's a lid for every pot. Just got to find it. 
maybe it's on the new farmers dating show that they keep oh doing my casting Lord. calls for up here. Yeah, they keep asking for that uh-huh. on Toronto radio. Don't yeah, they? yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. They're to buying see a it. lot of ad space. It should be interesting to see. And what I happens. think this is like the second season of that show. What? Where? Yeah. How do we find it? I, uh, we got to go on one of the Canadian networks and see if we can oh, find it there. It. Farming for love or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> what it's. Oh my God. Yeah. Hunting and hunting and gathering for love. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. So let but, us know, listeners. Yeah, please. I want to know. I want to know how many how many optimists there are out there. <laughs> just so weird because usually I am the eternal optimist. I know. And just... and like and then we switch it when it comes to this. I mean, maybe it's just because I just want everybody to have a Dante. Aw, thanks, B. I mean, if they want one. If they want one, if maybe they want Dante's another B. If there's any Dante's on Grinder, you know. That's <laughs> your thing maybe i guess i don't know (laughs) thanks everyone bye bye